Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. Join me, Hillary Kirkendall, Wedgwood's Marketing and Communications Coordinator, as I sit down for conversations with the amazing people who work at, learn from, and grow through our grace-filled residential care, counseling services, and community programs. Grab your cup of coffee or tea and enjoy experts sharing their insights on the challenges people are facing and stories of hope, healing, and transformation. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Recently, Wedgwood hosted our annual State of the Child panel conversation, an event that brings together local teens and community experts to dive into the toughest challenges facing kids and families today. Topics covered at this year's event include mental health, trauma, substance use, life online, and healthy relationships. Each topic was kicked off with a pre-recorded interview with local teens. Then our panel of experts, moderated by ABC4 West Michigan's Miranda, responded to the teens' honest insights and shared their expertise. This year's panel of experts included Dr. Lisa Lowry, who is the Section Chief for Adolescent and Young Adult Medicine at Spectrum Health, Kaylee Jackson, a residential therapist here at Wedgwood, Chris Becker, the Kent County Prosecuting Attorney, Carrie Schulte, who is a Recovery Services Clinical Supervisor here at Wedgwood, and Kevin Polston, who is the Superintendent for Kentwood Public Schools. In this first episode of our State of the Child series, Miranda talks with the teens and panelists about mental health. It's, a, it's an emotional roller coaster for sure in eighth grade. As time goes on, we realize that it's something that all of us are going to experience and you can't, you can't really, it's something that you have to experience with others. Like you can't, it's hard to do it alone, so you need to reach out to other people. And I think as we evolve, we're realizing that. And so we're reaching out to more people and through reaching out to people, it's spreading and it's becoming this bigger topic that everybody's more aware of. It's very chaotic. There's so many things that are so unexpected that like things could like turn like any moment, like one day, like one moment, you can have like an amazing time and then the next it's like all going downhill. I've honestly just been stumbling through most of it. I've just been ma- managing to keep myself afloat. It's not as perfect as we make it seem. Childhood seems fun, but there are things that people are going through and there are even times where like, we just put on a show. Like most of us kids are really good actors and you might not believe it, but some adults also don't know that we could be perfectly fine in front of you and laughing and happy. And as, we, as soon as we get around the right people, or as soon as we get into our own confined space, we cry. And we just hate ourselves. There are certain people who came and look in the mirror because of how bad they hate themselves. But telling your kid, like, you can talk to me, and then whenever they try to talk to you, like, just bring them down, that's just going to make it 10 times worse. Life is evolving and everything's getting harder and so we have this extra pressure but we also have this pressure to like continue to strive to be better and better and sometimes that can get you down. Being made fun of like peer pressure like for sure like peer pressure is very very stressful because you're like pressured to do something that you don't want to do or something that you're not ready for. In-person social stuff is extremely difficult because it's just a matter of not getting upset at people for little things because I have a bad habit of um, bottling up emotions. So then things just kind of pile up and then someone says something that like, just kind of tips it all over. Like last year, please take it easy on us. It's, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough time. We're having a rough time. 
And I just, we need your support. Wow, what a way to start it out. That's why we're here today. So I hear things like chaotic, roller coaster, can't look in the mirror, take it easy on us. Don't you wish we adults would be that honest with each other? As I'm listening to that, I watch Dr. Lauer. You can't stop shaking your head. Uh-huh, I hear it every day. Tell me about the work you're doing at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital and if what these students are telling us is what is reflected across the board. It is 110% what we're seeing. We are actually seeing, one of my friends at Wedgwood uh, said, this is a mental health tsunami. I've been doing this about 17 years now, over 17 years now, and the, the number of mental health crises, increase in eating disorders, increase in suicidal ideation, it, I've never seen anything like it before. Um, and it is so complicated and complex, whether it's, I don't want to go back to school, I'm trying to balance COVID, I'm trying to balance all the societal pressures. So actually, I actually think they painted a prettier picture than what they're actually living. If, so, and I, I applaud their honesty. All right, so Kaylee, are kids painting um, a picture that we as adults may not be seeing, um, or are they making it a little more flowery? Some of them said, you know, they're great actors. I think that masks have made it easy, easy on us to become actors. We are hiding one of our biggest methods of communication with our mouth. So people are paying more attention to our nonverbals, our eyebrows, the way we're raising, the way we're curling up. And um, I think that as we become more aware that people are aware, we're changing that too. We don't want people to know when we're feeling that way. Um, someone said it best that the pressure is on. We want to be perfect. We want to do well. Um, and even on top of just school stresses, the stress of COVID. Um, COVID-19 has added a, a brand new layer to stress of mental health, not just the precaution that comes with COVID, but the stigma of having COVID itself. We have had stigmas around sexually transmitted diseases and mental health disorders before, but have we ever had a stigma around a respiratory disease? Have you ever had someone say, wow, how did you get the flu? But now with COVID, people are judging you. They're assuming you didn't follow that universal precaution. They're assuming that you're not safe and that um, you're not a person they want to be around. And that causes an additional stigma. Not only are they missing school for 14 days to quarantine, now they're coming back to school and they're being judged because they were out of school for something that they couldn't even control. Wow, go easy on us, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, so Kevin, you're working in one of our largest districts, East Kentwood, and let's talk about how we can create some safe spaces because you're doing a great job in Kentwood. Um, how are you giving kids the ability to come into school and know it's okay? Yeah, so the first thing that we value is the relationship, is that we are in the relationships business and we want children to know that when they walk into our schools, there are caring adults that are there for them. And that's the first and foremost thing that we do. So we start with that. We know that children can't be successfully academically until they're whole socially and emotionally. So we have to, as I think a culture, just really think about what our values are and what our priorities are. And, and hopefully our actions uh, align with that. And we, we also have to have an honest conversation that children weren't well pre-COVID. You know, we were trending in a direction that wasn't sustainable before and then it was exacerbated by the pandemic. And there's lots of factors for that. And you know, more isn't always better. And so whether it's more AP or more travel sports or, you know, the pressure for college acceptance and at the same time our adults in our lives 
are, are busier or more stressed or strained, putting more onus on kids uh, to navigate on their own. And so it, it's more of a, hopefully this is an opportunity to reset or level set what our expectations are of, of children and hopefully more in line with what our values are as a community. And then Chris, how does this play out in the work you do every single day when it comes to mental health? Not good. I mean, that's the biggest thing in terms of what we've seen in the criminal justice system and the juvenile area. It's extremely concerning. Um, over COVID, we've seen probably an uptick in the crimes and the more serious crimes. Uh, really, the the boldness, if you will, of some of what's going on. We had a number of, uh, if you remember back in you know June of last year when COVID was really it, tons of a uh, car thefts from the dealerships, and they were driving. I mean, they were driving through dealership windows. I mean, it wasn't just stealing the car. You broke into a car. They are going through windows, and then they'd use the cars to go do cell phone store break-ins. And when we started looking at it, they are pretty much, you know, the juveniles from 13, 13 years old getting involved in stuff like this all the way up to 18, 19. And, and we were talking a little bit earlier. It's, it's that high risk, the, the high-risk kids and high-risk families because this is not, you know, we're focusing on the juveniles here and what impact that has, but it's also the family members, the adults who are in that family are probably also suffering from some of these issues that it's a familial thing, and how do you treat that family? It's you know what these kids are, the behavior they're exhibiting there is not just the kids. It's it's a it's a family issue that they're all dealing with stuff like this, and how do you get them the support and help they need? And then Kaylee, the work you're doing at Wedgwood. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back, uh, Carrie. Um, let's talk about masking our emotions. Are we doing that? Yeah, I think kids are really good at masking their emotions, and I think that substance use helps them to mask emotions because um, it helps them to put on a social front. They look cool when they're vaping, when they're using marijuana. They um, So not only do they get the cool factor of, I'm using these substances, but they're also getting an emotional relief from the trauma that they're experiencing, from um, the pressure that they're experiencing. And so I think it's a huge... Um, larger spectrum than what we even realize that kids are getting um, pressures from all areas and substance use really helps them to feel relief from all of that. If I had a dime for every picture on Facebook of the kids like that involved and they're taking pictures with the with the marijuana with the vapes there you know it's it's an image thing you know they, they think it's kind of cool now. One of the teens spoke so candidly about what kids need they need us to take it easy on them. They're having a rough time and they need our support. The pressures to succeed and to appear successful are huge for teens. And as Carrie noted, mental health challenges often lead kids to want to mask or to try and escape their emotions. In our next episode, our teens and panelists will dive into trauma and its realities in the lives of students. Special thanks to our teen charge students, our panel of experts, Miranda, Frederick Mayer Gardens and Sculpture Park, Lumberman's Incorporated, and all of our event sponsors for making this series possible. Wedgwood Christian Services is committed to extending God's love and providing exceptional care and support. Head on over to wedgwood.org, that's W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D.org, to learn more about how you can get connected to services, support Wedgwood's mission, or join our team. Connect with us on social media at WedgwoodCS or send us an email at hello at Wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.